بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تكونوا كالذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبل فطال عليهم الأمد فقست قلوبهم وقال تعالى فما رعوها حق رعايتها صدق الله العظيم عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص رضي الله عنهما قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عبد الله لا تكن مثل فلان كان يقوم الليل فترك قيام الليل متفق عليه continuing with the chapter we began yesterday which deals with one exerting oneself to make hifazat and protect those good deeds which we have become habitual of. We mentioned two verses of the Qur'an, the underlying meaning of both the verses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to persevere upon that condition in which we are and do not change our condition. In other words, when one has become habitual of certain a'mal and deeds, this is a constant mujahada, a constant jihad which we are making. What we have to understand is that there are two enemies that are with us all the time. One is an external enemy, one is a, an internal enemy. External enemy obviously is shaitan. Inna shaitan lakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. Allah tells us in the Qur'an that verily shaitan is your enemy. فَاتَّخِذُهُ عَدُوَا So treat him like an enemy. And then the second enemy that is with us is in fact the worst enemy. Even a greater threat than shaitan. And that is within us. إِنَّ أَعْدَى عَدُوِكَ Rasulullah said your greatest enemy. أَعْدَى عَدُوِكَ نَفْسَكَ الَّتِي مَا بَيْنَ جَنْبَيْكَ Is your own nafs. Which is situated between your two ribs. So this is a constant battle that we face. A person makes effort, he brings good deeds in his life, thereby he gains the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It does not mean that this is something that is easy. There will always be this challenge. In fact, I remember many, many years ago, one of our, one of the Mukimin of Raivin Markaz made one muzakara with us. This muzakara actually related to people that are out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But whether we are out in tabligh or not out in tabligh, the points that he made in that muzakara are very pertinent to what we are currently discussing. That is, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the tawfiq and the ability to bring certain goodness in your life, then persevere upon this. Don't just give it up. As we mentioned, the hadith of Rasulullah Wasallam yesterday, Rasulullah passed by a person, and he said to him, وتهدم, You are building and then you break it up. You are building and then you break it up. And many of us, unfortunately, this has become the way we treat shariat and deen. We go through phases. Sometimes we are on a high, then we are down again. Then we are on a high and then we are down again. And this is why you constantly hear this complaint. What is the complaint? 
that I find that I am not developing spiritually, that change is not coming there in my life. Change will come when we persevere. Change will come when we hold fast onto what goodness there is. We don't just keep giving it up. And then we lay on bayan or it is Ramzan or it's some big night and then again we reach a height. And then after a little while we leave it again and carry on like that. So coming back to this muzakara that one of our Akabirin made, like I said, he was referring to in actual context, the person is out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is something relevant to us all the time. He said that when a man goes out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't mean that now he is out in the path of Allah ta'ala, then automatically he is going to have the ability to exert himself in all the various amal. What amal, for example, a person out in the path of Allah, we are encouraged that to be pavan on our zikr of Allah ta'ala. Our elders have given us a prescribed formula. They say every morning and evening minimum, hundred times durood sharif, hundred times istighfar, hundred times third kalima. On a daily basis, there's tahajjud. On a daily basis, there's ishraq. On a daily basis, there's chash namaz. All these various sunnat and nawafil are there on a daily basis. So, for a person to bring this in his life, he says the first mujahada that you face is that whatever you gave up to come out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you left behind your family, you left behind your home, you left behind your financial commitments, etc. He says, anatruk dhikraha, leave behind the thinking of those things also. Whatever you gave up for Allah's sake, stop thinking about it also. I'm going to make it very, very brief. So then he says that, if you are able to achieve that, there is an even greater mujahada. What is the greater mujahada? Anatruk fikraha. One is to leave the zikr or the thinking of what you left behind. The other is to leave the worry of whatever you left behind. What you have handed over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have this conviction, Allah is my khalifa, Allah is looking after my affairs. And exert yourself, drown yourself in amal. He says that if a person exerts himself in amal, then the first thing that will happen, not that some angel will come down and give you shabash on the back, that mashallah, today you woke up for tahajjud, and today you read ishraq, and today you made your chash namaz. So after mashallah, ponjge, now you've reached, you've become muttaqi, pious, no. What will happen? And you athir badana. The first thing that will happen is that your body will take effect. What this means is that your body will reject these amal. Person woke up for tahajjud for the whole week. What will happen? Suddenly, all of a sudden, he'll feel very, very sleepy. He'll feel very tired. He'll start getting a headache. His limbs will start paining. In other words, his body will start rejecting these amal. What we have to do? We have to resist the temptation of nafs. Resist the temptation of shaitan and persevere on the amal. Even though you got a headache, even though your back is paining, even though this is happening, that is happening, persevere on the amal. If a person is able to overcome this obstacle, then it doesn't mean that thereafter, again, that he will be muttaqi and pious. What will happen, he says, the next thing, and you athir qalbahu, his heart will start taking effect. In other words, 
his heart will start rejecting these amal. One person wrote once to Mona Ilyasa, rahmatullahi. In that letter he wrote, he said, Hazrat, when I first came out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I started doing all these amal and I used to feel the sweetness, feel the ecstasy. Take Allah's name, I used to feel the sweetness. Read tahajjud, I used to feel the sweetness and the ecstasy. Make Allah's zikr, I used to feel the ecstasy and the sweetness. He says, now I find myself in such a situation where forget feeling the sweetness and the ecstasy, my heart is actually rejecting these amal. Tabiat nahi lag My tabiat is not even in these amal. So when Ilyasab rahmatullahi to encourage this person, he responded to this and he said, when I hear that somebody is engaging himself in amal because of the spiritual ecstasy that he is experiencing, then sometimes I doubt the ikhlas and sincerity of that person. Is he doing it for Allah's sake or is he doing it because of the spiritual ecstasy? When I hear that someone, is, his heart is rejecting the amal, he feels no spiritual satisfaction and still he perseveres. He says, then I feel in my heart satisfied that now he is doing it solely for Allah's sake, not because of any other reason. So he gave a beautiful answer to encourage this person. Mala Ibrahim Devula Sahib, Daun Barakat, he describes it like this. He says, if you're in a dark room, and suddenly the light is put on. What happens? You get dazzled. You can't even see. Your eyes, your vision gets blurred. And then after a while, when you become used to it, then the light appears to be normal. So if a person was far away from deen, he wasn't making tahajjud, he wasn't making all these amal, initially he'll first get that spiritual satisfaction and enjoyment. Why? Because he came out of the darkness suddenly into the light. Once that settles down, then the real challenge comes. Persevere now. Even though your heart is rejecting. Even though you are not feeling that spiritual high and ecstasy. Persevere upon the amal. Don't just give it up. Otherwise, what, what does our example become like? Example becomes like a person who, was, who put his bucket into the well. The bucket got full with water and he started pulling it up. When the, started pulling the rope, when the bucket was one meter from the top, then he said, you know what, my hands are paining, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling sleepy, so he lets go of the rope. And the bucket obviously drops back into the well. It relaxes a few minutes, and he goes back and he starts pulling the bucket, the rope again. When the bucket is one meter from the top, again he leaves it, something is paining or some distraction. The person will carry on for years like this, he won't get one bucket of water also. When will he get something? When will some change come about? If he perseveres upon the amal. Rasulullah said, Ahabbul amali ilallah adwamuha wa inqalla. Don't read tahajjud for 29 days and one day wake up for tahajjud the whole night and then another 29 days leave it out. That is not matloob. That is not even maqsood in shariat. What is maqsood in shariat? Nabi said, the most beloved amal, the most beloved deeds in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, adwamuha, is that which you persevere upon. Wa in even if it is little. Rasulullah said, even if it is less, do it regularly, rather than doing it seasonally or habitually. So in any case, coming back to what this elder said, he said the next thing that will happen is that the heart will reject. And if, despite the heart rejecting, you remain firm. These good deeds that you have brought in your life, you don't just give it up. You remain firm. You remain hard upon yourself. You resist the temptation of nafs and shaitan. 
He says, then eventually the noor of these amal will penetrate your entire body. What this then what will happen? Then Allah Ta'ala will give you the true ecstasy of these amal. Where Rasulullah used to say, Ju'ilat qurratu aini fi salah. Allah has kept the coolness of my eyes in salah. He said, Inna shahwati fi qiyamil layl. He said, Allah has kept my lazzat, my ecstasy in tahajjud. That ecstasy, where, where you'd rather give your life up than give these amal up. For that, for the amal to become a part of your life, there has to be a process by which we apply and exert ourselves. Don't just do something and then leave it out and then start again. The true benefit of it we won't get. Whatever goodness there is there, we exerted ourselves, etc. This is a constant jihad, a constant challenge. But the object and the purpose is muhafaza. Protect these amal. Don't just give them up. Persevere upon them. Allah give us